0: Eric Snodgrass of Nutrient Ag Solutions gave a great webinar on the weather outlook for our subscribers, telling us three essential elements. The spring outlook currently looks like it's going to be dry west of the Mississippi, but wet east of the river, perhaps some serious planting delays in the east. The most reliable anchor for the long-term forecast is where they start from, and we've got the driest soil moisture conditions going back decades over almost 70% of the country west of the Mississippi. The most critical factor for whether or not the western corn belt crops are stressed through summer are ocean temperatures off of the Gulf of Alaska and the Baja Peninsula. They are currently colder than normal, and if they stay cold, it means rain fronts will continue to favor the east but miss much of the western corn belt. However, if these ocean temperatures warm up, it will shift the focus of current dryness westward into the mountains in U.S. southwest, allowing for a reasonably favorable growing season for most of the western Corn Belt as well. We will therefore be watching the patterns of change in ocean temperatures in the Alaskan Gulf and Baja Peninsula. The important thing to bear in mind is that they are currently warning of another season where the west gets shortchanged and the drought currently entrenched in the west historically leans toward continuation. Volatility in CBOT markets continues ahead of Thursday's USDA reports. The unprecedented volatility continues to keep traders at bay and margin requirements high. Open interest in corn has plummeted this week, while other markets have fallen sharply as well. First longs, exited and shorts cover. One of our brokers commented that when he speaks with clients all day long, one outstanding factor seems to keep extended grain length in check, margin requirements. On Friday, initial speculative margin requirements were raised to roughly $3,000 for corn, $5,000 for soybeans, and lowered to just $6,600 for wheat. These types of margins are difficult to handle for a lot of traders, and funds with thousands of contracts are going to manage their money flow just the same. We talk about holding a position with a manageable margin during these volatile times, but when you see a 15 to 50% margin increase overnight, that becomes difficult to manage and liquidation ensues. This certainly isn't the only factor to blame, but the timing of the initial setback on Monday morning sure made it seem like we need to look further than basic fundamentals and technical influence. Once the logarithms are triggered, they will snowball on themselves and make for an ugly-looking week in a hurry. The outside influences go on and on, but purchases of U.S. grain continue and corrections will come and go. Every market that sold off hard rebounded from its lows, and the grains were no exception. Brazil is now caught in a profit margin crunch. While domestic prices have receded, fertilizer inputs have risen dramatically. Most farmers don't even think about purchasing next year's crop inputs until they finalize their soybean harvest in Brazil, which for many of them is not until April or May. According to StoneX, 72% of farmers have not yet ordered their inputs for next season. This means that the profit margins will be squeezed as revenue drops and input costs are expected to stay high. It is unlikely that fertilizer prices will drop by next September when the planning begins as the Brazilian government is scrambling to make up the shortfall from Russia and Belarus. The situation is dire and will require farmers to either cut back fertility investments or plant less demanding crops. Cotton and corn require much more fertility than soybeans do. Permanent crops like coffee are unable to make a switch from year to year and will have little choice. Coffee consumes nitrogen P and K, just like any other crop. While acres may remain stable or slightly increased next season, we see yield dropping as a consequence of lower fertilizer usage. My son's brother-in-law, Minsker Ice, pointed out that 200 hay eyes per sack, or $19 a bushel, he can still make money. While domestic prices have touched that level, that was still on the high end of the spectrum. That is like saying, if soybean prices in the U.S. go back to their highs of $17.65 on February 24th, then I think we could make some money. We expect prices to remain firm, but at the same time, expecting prices to stay at record levels is not necessarily a safe bet either. Essentially, the input companies have gobbled up all the profit margin, leaving none for the farmer. Potash alone has gone up 40% in the last few months. Interest rates are 12% in Brazil. As currency flows out of Russia and other European countries, foreign capital looks to maximize their interest elsewhere. While U.S. currency is more stable, interest rates, despite increasing by over 1% in the last year, are much less than Brazil. Until the dollar rises further, our exports are still competitive you've been listening to the Comstock Report, for more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.